The Zero in 2018 is especially apt at the moment as the Raw are the only A-League club without a goal this calendar year. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review for our Richie Benno episode, Season 2, Episode 22. It's the prolific in our own minds trio of James Scott and Adam with you as per usual to take you through the good and bad of the last week as part of the Daily Football Show Fan Network. Scott, how are we? Good, James. Adam, how are we all? Yeah, good, other than... I don't know what's been very good in the last week, but... Uh, well, it's contrasting fortunes yeah. tunes for the two uh, senior clubs yeah. at the Roar. And yeah. Well, if this is the Richie Benner episode, you could have at least impersonated him. Shoot for 22. There you go. 20 impersonations? Yeah. Well, I was going to say that for segment two as well, so okay. we've got the extra number, but you just blew the joke there, Scott. Oh, well done. Whatever. It's a little bit good punchy one. at the moment. Yeah. We're a bit frustrated <laughs> yeah. with the fact that the A-League side is sitting in nine. <laughs> but let's get... Let's blame all our problems on that this week, then. Oh. Let's go with that. Yeah, I can do yeah. that. I can blame that for my bad mood. And yeah. <laughs> not my nerves about the AFC Championship game. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into Friday night, the A-League Review, Newcastle 1-0, thanks to Hoffman, you prick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, well, that was that's, that's the first right there. It <laughs> was very selfish of him to score against yeah. Aurora. I thought, yeah. what did you think? Oh, extremely selfish. How could you possibly want to score against this Raw side at the moment? They're going so well. Especially Jamie Young, who's playing so well. Yeah, no, he, um, look, he, he took his chance, that's, that's yeah. for sure. Like, um, yeah, it's, but other than that, yeah, it's, um, I would dare say that it was Newcastle mm. 1, and mm. those are Jamie Young, I think, would have, I think yeah. presented three or more, you know, I think, yeah. easily, and now the, uh, before yeah. half-time. On the goal, it was a really good counter-attack from Newcastle as well. And very but, well crafted. Yeah. Uh, but again, though, the raw defence, out of shape, not tracking runs from midfield, the sort of stuff we've seen all season, unfortunately. Well, there were five lineup changes, three of which were made to the back four. There was Papadopoulos, Connor O'Toole and Jack Hingett coming in. Yeah. So, you know, not exactly something you'd expect to see happen. I'm sure we've seen that back four at some stage this season, though. Wait, did Papadopoulos come in or did I go crazy? No, he did yeah. come in, come back in after yeah, Jake, Jacob Pepper was his partner um, on on Friday night. That's right. Luke DeVille was on the bench. Mm-hmm. You'll have to forgive me, I was a bit mm-hmm. occupied Friday night. Yeah. but I was trying, yeah, That's right, because for some reason I thought his suspension expired for the Monday night game, not the no. Friday night game. So never mind me, I'm just losing my mind. So Please, yeah, you've already lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what concussions do for you. Corey Brown was out. Rumours say that he was ill, and based on the squad news that we're going to touch on in segment four, seems like that was actually the case. Yeah. But I got to admit, Conor O'Toole actually held up quite well for the most part in that game. Yeah, look, he, he did look defensively. At the end of the day, like, notwithstanding like, Jamie Young's heroics, you know, at the end of the day, I thought the I guess score flattered Newcastle a little bit. I thought... You reckon? I thought, well, you don't want to go 1-0. Like, so that, that game could have been a whole lot they should have won a whole lot easier yeah. than what they did. And, I, and, and there were actually points in the game in session second half when you actually felt Brisbane were coming back into it. So At it, times, maybe. I thought it actually flattered the raw, to be honest with you, with all the great saves Jamie Young made. But with Conor O'Toole, I think he's actually forced the issue at left-back. Yep. We never expected there to be a competition for places there this year. It's probably one of the only places you would have thought, yep, Corey Brown's nailed on to start every week. But Conor O'Toole's been exceptional. 
and I think what we are seeing is that time that Conor O'Toole mm-hmm. got at the end of the 16-17 season really yeah. paying off now. Much like, I suppose, when we saw Corey Brown take over as a full-time starter, where he had a few rough mm-hmm. patches early yeah. on and started to blossom. But as you said, Adam, about the balance of play, for me, it seems like the Jets made the most of their opportunities in this game, whereas the Raw really didn't. No, focus. <sighs> the, one, the one that stands out for mine when we were talking about Conor Tools was um, his, his missed header. And the, he was yeah. an open header with about uh, 20 minutes to go. And that, that to me, mm. that was that's almost... Uh, it was all like, yeah, it was disappointing. If you can find a word so was for he, it. was he the only player in the box for that cross? He pretty much was. So the, where is the attack? Yeah. I do not understand yeah. the way they're all trying to attack them. It makes absolutely no sense. These structures that Elvis keeps going on, I don't understand them. Well, that's it a makes no but sense the way question, we're trying to attack at the moment. But, and that also does make you yeah. wonder, yeah, like they're getting in position yeah. to create these chances, but not... Not frequently yeah. enough. I mean, yeah. I'll give you an example. Daniel Lepp was making a lot of runs in behind the defence on Friday night. So was Bochak and then Brady. They were ignored. Instead of playing the ball to the attacker running beyond the defence, they're playing short, back inside, backwards, sideways. It's just, I don't understand it. I, yeah. It's no. just confusing to me at the moment what they're trying to do. I don't understand it. Just, it. it just seems to me at the moment, it's almost there, and this is probably the biggest criticism that's come out of this game, is that, it's the fact that it doesn't seem like there is a structure or the structure has been put on hold for a week because it just so many changes. It just seems to be all over the place. There's no real um, sort of design to, to the plays. And the, and the, and the Conor 2-1 was especially where you put any other attacking player on that, they, they bury that. It's one or it's game on. Yeah. But, you know, it's Spanish had a good chance as well. And so he did Papadopoulos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, like... Your three best chances essentially fall to a hybrid wing fullback, yep. a fullback, and a centre-back. Yeah. To be fair, the centre-back's the second top scorer this year. <laughs> Despite <laughs> Which given his missed seven games, it's, yeah, that's not, <laughs> not exactly a ring endorsement, is it? But on that note, though, you do kind of think there's got to be, like, there's got to be a way for them to create these chances. And it just seems like there's Last almost... year they would have played the ball through to, like, a Daniel Leck making a run in behind, because that would have been playing the ball through to Borello. I'll throw it to McLaren, but there's no one, not enough people making those runs now. Well, I wonder if this structure has been set up for a team that might not have the same pace as a Brandon Borello, yeah. where maybe you're thinking, okay, I've got to be a little bit more patient, yeah. hold the ball, and try and fashion something. Yeah. You know, I suppose the, I, I hate to use this comparison, yeah. but the Ange Postacoglu way, so yeah. we're going to hold the ball until something opens up rather than trying to force yeah. the issue, which to me actually goes counter to what Aloisi said he wanted to do when he first yeah. came on board. And, and, that, and that's and that therein lies the problem is that it's it's almost yeah. the, the the structure and the formations there's just no identity at the moment yeah. it's 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 just a coddled match thing it's just all yeah. desperation to try and look for a result but they're actually it's probably actually being more counterproductive yeah. more than anything because yeah. it's just like I said you can, you, there was one play in particular in the first half where it was actually a good build up and it ended up finishing with the ball over the sideline. Yeah. I and that, that, yeah. you think, what was the whole point yeah. of that build-up if that's the end result? Yeah. And you just, you just wonder if they're, they're getting yeah. a little bit well, desperate. I have gone about this all day. I mean, I'd, last year there was a, and the year before there was a clear plan that worked, right? There was a, a pattern of play that worked. I don't understand why we've gone away from it. I just don't. I the one thing I just am getting really sick of hearing is, oh, if we kept Thomas Broich, it's all because oh, we lost Thomas no. Broich, which. Yeah. I think I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah. Broich was absolutely phenomenal for the Raw, but consider that he's doing Bundesliga commentary for being in sports kind of says a lot yeah. about the state of his ankle mm. because 
Brisbane were not the only team that would have been interested in re-signing him. No. He would have had plenty of offers. And not just I, in this country yeah. either, by the way. Hmm. Not just in this yeah. country either. There have been plenty of teams around the world that would have taken a look at him. Yeah, so like that to me is telling about yeah. that move. But yeah, it's it's really not going the way anyone would have hoped no. for this year. I think that, that that's probably the understatement. But <laughs> yeah. like going forward now, you almost... You, you hope with the team having essentially house money to play with now because, what, they've got one more position to drop down the ladder. They just say, you know what, screw it. Let's just play with a little bit more abandon. Let's try and push the yeah, issue a little bit more. But I think, that, that, I think that might be the problem. I think that, that might actually be the problem is that it's almost like the they've, they've gone away from the, the structure yeah. and uh, formations and whatnot and basically said, oh, we need to win at all costs. Problem is, I don't know how to fashion that because there's too yeah. many Chiefs and not enough and not enough Indians in the side at the moment. Well, I think that's that my problem. Did you see the comments today? They're playing 11 finals in a row. This well, is the first of 11 it, finals. It looks at the end so. date, that's motivation. Yeah. Good on them. Yep. I've, to, to me, their grand final happens you know, probably on on January 29, but we'll deal with that later. Yeah. All right. So one other stat that really leapt out at me in this game was uh, the commentary team said that there had yeah, been over 250 <laughs> corners without a goal now. Yeah, they started at 246. That was the first stat at halftime, and it got to 250 by full time. So ridiculous. Yeah, and when you got I think the last one actually was um, it was I thought it was the Broich header against Victory in the finals, but apparently it was the week after against the Wanderers when someone the corner came in and someone got known goal. Yeah, that actually that, that sounds was about last, right. That was the last yeah, goal from a corner. From memory, I actually yeah. thought it was going to be the Luke Devere equaliser round one against Victory, but that was off a free kick. Yeah. It also wasn't a header. No, but yeah. <laughs> oh, what? You can only score headers off a corner. Yeah, you is, can is absolutely. This, is this schoolyard rules? Yes, <laughs> but yeah. So something needs to be done there because I feel like they're getting good delivery at the moment off their set pieces and getting players onto the end of the ball. But you know what's going to happen now, though, don't you? Know, next week, four goals off a corner. Yep, they're oh, going to get I'll one in the that. next week off a corner. Now that this stat is out there, it's going to happen. It's oh, a, hold it's, on. well. Also, I would like to say something about the fact that the Raw haven't scored a goal in over 290 minutes of That's, football that this, to, year. That, this year. That, that, that to me is probably the mo- most damning stat of yeah. all. Now, look, you can you can talk about corners and all that you like. You know, that, yeah, that, the fact that they have not scored mm-hmm. you know, for three, three and a half games yeah. now, is it? Yeah, three and a half games. That's Jesus. That's yeah. damning. I, yeah. I agree with that. The Raw have struggled with corners down the years. Continually, basically, it's not. That's not. That's a big surprise. Three and a half games without a goal. That's that's unheard which of. Which is which is kind of you know a bit of irony, considering probably the Raw's most famous goal yeah. of all scored for headers. So. Maybe the two of the top well, three. Two, really yeah, yeah, the yeah. One. Yeah, that's. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Bruce's goal in the grand final was a header too. Which the one? F- the first one. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One. The yeah. equaliser against Perth yep. and the equaliser against the Wanderers yeah. were both off headers too. Mm. And yeah, I think what. We'll get on to this more in segment four, but what I really want to see now is just someone, maybe Bortiak, now that he's getting back into form, mm-hmm. maybe Macarone, maybe Ben Calfula, who seems to really have a firecracker up there at the moment. Yeah. Just someone to say, you know what, screw it, I'm going to make something happen. Like, this is one of those times mm-hmm. where you've got those players that have the experience, it's mm-hmm. time for them to step up. Like It's been time for a while, in truth. Yeah. Yep. Well, Macaroni, well, Macaroni seemed to drift out the game on Friday night for me. There was that incident in the corner flag where it should have been a free kick. He got up and he got fouled and they gave a goal kick. And after that, I don't think I saw him involved much afterwards. 
You wonder where his confidence is yeah. at the moment as well. It just seems like he thinks everything's going against him at the moment, and it kind of is when you look at it. Honestly, like, I know there's external facts, yeah. but I don't blame anyone for thinking that at the moment. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it just, it'd be a frustrating time for yeah, him at the good. moment. Just, yeah, look, that's, that's one thing. You, you, gotta, you, can't, you can't sort of say that, you know, look, the, the, the effort you can see is there, otherwise they would be getting blanked yeah. three, four, five nil. Yes. So, but it's... The but effort's there. It's the effort's there, just the execution yeah. is a long way off what is what I, we as fans expect. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's where the problem lies. You know, and they've, they've just got to work at it. And that is honestly what I think is stopping all three of us losing our minds at the moment, yeah. is that we can see there are mm. players still giving as much as they can, yeah. like, especially the young guys. I'm going to keep saying Ben Calful I I don't know. Oh, it what... looks like he definitely cares. Yeah. You can see he's not drifting through games, yeah. Ben Calful. And you know what? If he's just going, look, I need another contract for next year, so I'd better really yeah. start pushing, go Find for it. Find whatever yeah. motivation you yep. need at this point. Yep. Whatever works to get you motivated, go with it. All right, so quickly, just the other scores for the weekend. Wellington, Western Sydney was 1-1. Victory, 3-2 over Perth. That was a good game. Leroy yeah. George... I know you glossed over one time. I actually think Wellington are playing really well at the moment. The two recruits that, in January look like they've made a big difference that over is, there. That they is. looks like they've actually found I, something there. I have to Ty Lewis, that goal. Yeah. Oh, cracker. Proof that I've been a little bit more focused on the NFL playoffs the yeah. last few weeks. Yeah. I had to double check that it wasn't Milos Lewis from uh, South Melbourne. <laughs> 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 All right, and then uh, Central Coast 2-2 with Melbourne City. Again, another very entertaining game. Geez, oh, that tackle from Delbridge. Dreadful. That is shocking. People oh, somebody not. please um, think of the children. Eddie Merrick going on about Pepper's challenge on... Oh, do we have Pato? to give no, that airtime? He's going on about that. I mean, look at Delbridge's challenge. That's no, a thousand times not, worse. Come on. Yeah, not a good advertisement for the US Football League, unfortunately. No. Mm. And Adelaide won the grand final nil-nil with Sydney FC. Oh, I've got to give Adelaide nah, a huge credit <laughs> for that. Seriously, they deserve huge credit for that. I, I, think, it's, I think it's the first time this season where you know, I've actually probably cheered for yeah. another team other than the Raw. Because I, I, I was hoping I'd like win it. And I think I did well to draw, given everything that's gone against them. Yeah. So It's kind of a symbol of... They're a club who've just gone completely against the recycling stuff. And it's working a treat for some of these young kids. And In fairness, I've seen a lot of other teams go with younger players as well lately. Yeah. I've seen Lockie Wells was really good for Mariners again. And just talk about just talk about like, like, having a look yeah. at some of those players that we saw for yeah. ourselves at like youth, you know, mm. Pacific Nyongbari. I wanted James to pronounce that. Yeah, no, I was he, he, I was hearing <laughs> clear of that. He he he, he, he played a few minutes. You know, some of the other. How did Simon Hill go pronouncing his name again? He struggled. He struggled. <laughs> don't he feel bad. White, he put the white flag up early, so I yeah. <laughs> don't blame him. To be fair, at least he tried. Robbie Slater wanted no part of it. <laughs> yeah, I I remember the first major tournament I was doing riding on was Euro 2012 when Poland oh. was doing so well. <laughs> oh, no. It was also where I learned the value very early on of okay, copy and paste the yeah. player names. No. Alright, so that's going to be for segment one of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here for the Richie Benno 2 for 22 episode. And it's segment two as well. So there's a lot of impersonations I could have done there. I thought you weren't making the joke. Yeah, I know. But then I decided to anyway. So don't believe anything. You said I I ruined it. Well, you kind of did. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. President. All right. So let's start by talking about the W League where everything worked perfectly for the Raw while they were... Busy with their feet up. 
Oh, that's not just true. about they had, they everything. Had a, they, had, they had a training a training session on Saturday, which yeah. unfortunately none of us could get to for varying reasons. Yes, I was busy looking at houses. But <laughs> I was actually ill. Yeah. What was your excuse? I had a lot family luncheon down at Wynnum, which oh, was fair I didn't know about on Wednesday yeah. when I said I was going to go. So, so, so the record reflects. Yeah, yeah we uh, and almost everything went right. Sydney won, so almost, but yeah, almost everything went perfectly. But but then again, they took out they took yeah. out Perth, so the gap has still been maintained at the top of the table, which is important. And it is really, really good to see, you know. This they, weekend's the big test as well, Melbourne City away. Well, let's just get right yeah. onto that now, because yeah. I'll be honest, I don't think yeah. there's really a whole lot we can talk about with no. the other W League teams. So, yeah, this Saturday, City versus Brisbane, three Sunday. Th- Sunday. Oh, I need a coffee. 3.30pm <laughs> Queensland time at Amy Park. Game is on SBS and Fox, so yeah. good chance yeah. to watch it. Absolutely. There's a big test as well, because City have turned the corner since the last time they played up here. Yep. So they're in... Decent form at the moment. Look like they're making a late run. So, well, we'll have to but wait. I think, and... I think given the results, mm. if we're all in this, just they're, a, yeah. they're, they're box seat to win the Premier's plate. Mm. Not without jinx, without jinxing it, but yeah. I think even I think the other teams might be leaving the run a, ver- a little bit late. I think it'll make it a little bit more likely. I suppose I think just avoid defeat here and you're in the mm. box seat. Really, yeah. All right. So National Youth League result: Raw nil by FC nil. Yes, so you put. In the runs you put raw and wild result, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to mess with you on that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I didn't do a Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a very the long day. Had the guy had some good chances too, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So, uh, other results. Conference A, victory for Adelaide 3, Perth 3, City 1. Conference B, yeah. Canberra 2, Mariners 1, and Sydney 1, the Youth Derby 2-0. And so, uh, just, sorry, just just quickly on yeah. those results. Go for um, it. A lot of A lot of results that went against the grain. Actually, actually yeah. all, all four results, actually, I'd say, are actually, you know... A, I think the yeah. um, the Wanderers result is kind of explained by the fact they had a lot of their best players over in Wellington. But they're still mm-hmm. in the box seat to go through. I think they got the bye this week, though, and Sydney have got a home game to get back within a point, but they're still in box seat, the Wanderers. And speaking of this weekend, the Raw had their final home game of the season, Friday, 10.30am at Lanham Park at the Grange, against Perth Glory. Worst timing ever. Oh, I get I the theory behind it. Thursday night game. Yeah. yeah, I get the theory behind the Friday game, considering it is school holidays. Unfortunately, we're all gainfully employed, yeah. so we won't be able to make <laughs> no. it. It's also, I think, they'll bring their youth squad and their A-League squad over, and they'll fly back together Friday afternoon. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There yeah, we go. But it does suck. It's the last game of the season and it's impossible to go to. We'll Hopefully the Brisbane Royal gives some good Twitter updates. They're very good. Yeah, I'm sure Unlike they Unlike their opponents who... I don't think they've tweeted about Youth League this year, but anyway. Yes, well, Perth are too busy trying to get all their A-League games at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other games, Victory City in Conference A and Canberra, Newcastle, Sydney Mariners in Conference B. So, Sydney Mariners is important for the context of that group, but... Yeah, it's but it's not important for the role. show. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to the news stories that we missed last week because we were a little bit caught up with the fan forum, weren't we? Yeah, we kind of skipped them, didn't we? Yeah, well, by the time we got around to recording this segment, we were ready to go home. (laughs) So let's get back to it right now and talk about the AFC Under-23, where Game 1 was a 3-1 win over Syria and a 1-0 loss to Vietnam on Sunday. So talk us through that. I I didn't see the first game. We kind of forgot when it started. Yeah, I did see the, uh, the second game or a bit of it. It was they had a lot of possession. They just couldn't open them up. Just could not capitalize on the chances they had. It was really there were some really good patterns of play. There just was no end product to it. It was like they were playing a Jose Mourinho style team. 
Yeah, a bit like that. Park the bus and hit him, hit him on the counter. Yeah, that was pretty much what they did actually in Vietnam. They did it reasonably well, but Australia had so much possession, it was unbelievable. The midfield just controlled the game. They just could not create the chances to unlock them. The thing is, certain, certain little bit disrespects about this for as far as you know Vietnam, who look you know they they they're an emerging nation, and I think the whole fact is that people expected that it should have been a four or five nil. And look, the weight of possession probably suggested you know in a way that it probably should have been if, if everyone went well. But look, it's the classic you know Vietnam has with a sucker punch, and that's so you're it, saying we don't need to go all Craig Foster and Foster Cogley. You should never lose to China at any level. No, no I big don't. interviews on SBS coming up from no, I don't. Milicic. I don't think so. I think at the end of the day, look, I, look, the, the, the congestion is always going to be well, while our their boys are losing. Yeah, you know, those the guys should be playing the A League, and it's always going to be that club versus country thing. But um, look at the end of the day, it, that's that's all about tournament football. On, you know. Yeah. Just on that, I actually kind of agree with what the FFA did come out and say is that this generation of players missed out on the Olympics and they need valuable international experience. They also missed the Under Twenty World Cup, yeah. so they need international experience in tournaments. I actually kind of agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it, you're always going for you know good good for and against you know points on that, but. Being as it may, it all comes down to tonight. Later tonight, um, well, as we're recording, you know it, the the clash against um, South Korea, which you know that you know it's Syria actually did us a favour a little bit by drawing in the, in the other game on Sunday night. So that's going to be that group is still open, and you know on who actually goes through to the um, the knockout phase. Well, there we go. All right, let's move on to comments from Matt Mackay, which we. You're yeah, right there, Scott. Just getting distra- yeah. You're just getting distracted by the TV. I am, yeah. We have had the Ooh, tennis shiny on. things. <laughs> we have the TV on in the background watching the Australian yeah. Open, and we've just gone to the news story of the person driving their car along the South Bank boardwalk. Yes. We- we'll give commentary on the news now, will we? Well, we- no, 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 don't go down that path. <laughs> uh, at least we're saying that we- what time we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm just very glad I wasn't running along there last night. Anyway, Matt Mackay. Matt Mackay. At the moment, it's not happening, so no one can really walk into Craig Moore's office and demand a contract for multiple reasons. Yeah, as I say, no one's walking into that office at the moment, other than the renovators. We'll get we'll get <laughs> yeah. onto that in segment yeah. three. It's a bit of an outdated comment, that <laughs> yeah. one. But it's a good point, though, when you consider... Uh, and it's a right attitude to have, where you go, well, clearly what we're doing, mm. we, it's a playing group. It is, but I'll take an opposite view of... We've seen today the... The rumours or whatever going around about Corey Brown and Jamie Young. If there's players you actually do want to keep on that list, it's probably time to start discussions with them. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to lose them and you're going to be picking from a lesser pool of players. Yeah, I, I know a lot of players have underperformed this year, but there's still some players there that you should want to keep. There are some players that you would put it down to as just having a bad run of yeah. form and it's something salvageable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that in mind, like, what would you say about pushing people would you are there any players that you'd be looking at saying now alright look we're not going to keep you beyond the next little while and look I think every player at least is going to be there till 30th of May 30th of May or whatever but you know the thing is, is that dude there's got to be some sort of plan going forward look you know this, this season might be a write off in terms of results and that but certainly from a development point of view and as far as the future so, you know the, that nucleus of the squad Surely yeah. it starts now, and yeah. players are going to start stepping up for those 17 players that are out of contract. There are a few that you think, yeah, you're right. You know, a guy like Jamie Young, 
what more does he have to do to earn an extension? And that's yeah. that's almost automatic. But there are yeah. a the number of stuff clients. kind of screams yeah. to me is his agent is saying we want to get to the negotiating table. Hmm. Yeah, can as we just get to, this over and done with? Yeah, as opposed to Corey Brown, who's clearly got an offer allegedly and is at least considering it. Yeah, well, I want to go with the go on with the Jamie Young stuff yeah. a little bit now because that's been a, there's been a little bit of smoke there for a while. I'm not sure there's a fire necessarily, but no, I think it's more the agent wants to get to the table. Yeah, that's what it screams to me. And also, above all else, you've got to consider that. Like, I don't see how they can keep going with Theo and Young going neck no. and neck next season. It's going to be one or the other, and. Mm. If you're going for riding the hot hand, you've got to go with Jamie Young at the moment yeah. because Theo's been out for two weeks for the yeah. last two months. I don't think anyone would complain if the two goalkeepers next year were Jamie Young and Brendan White. I'm sure some people would. I'm, well, but in general, most people would be quite happy with that. You've got an established first-choice keeper and a young up-and-comer who's yeah. shown potential. And Theo's been a great servant for yeah. the Roar, but he's got his youth stuff now. He's, what, 36? Yeah, I think he's got his academy coaching stuff as well. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just feel like it's coming to a decision point because Theo's off contract as well. And as great as it is having two reliable goalkeepers, given the current position, I don't see how you can need two first choice keepers. It's a lot. It's a lot of cap space as well. Like Michael Theo, for all he's done, you know, five time, you know, premier championship winner that he, he wouldn't come cheap. And at the end of the day, as great, and as you say, as great as it is to have two reliable keepers out there, the time has come where, you know what, put your, all your eggs in basket with one. And for me at the moment, right at this moment, that, that keeper is Jamie Young. And that's no, I'm a great fan of Theo's, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to be looking two, three, we've four years down the track. Now. Not, yeah. oh, let's get through 2018, 19. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that man is Jamie Young if he wants to still be here. And, that's, mm. and, you, and we've also got to remember that. Well, he's got a very loyal following here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can't see why but, he would genuinely want but to that, go to the right, club. We just can't just assume. Mm. This is this is what what so disappoints me. The fans sometimes they all assume that oh that you know you know it's a case of oh the clubs are fault the clubs are fault. Mm. What if it's Jamie Young's agent that you know maybe saying you know what he's in great form at the moment. Maybe he wants to move back yeah. overseas. To be fair, I can tell you, we're now just yeah. like just dealing with Jamie Young's from a media point of view. It's mm. like he won't give anything away, so there's no right. point in going up that tree. But there's always a consideration that you know he may think he is better. He, you know, there might be opportunities beyond. And so, you don't blame him if he was yeah. to hypothetically go to China or Japan yeah, or something yeah. for one last payday. Absolutely. The other thing is you can't blame his agent right now. Jamie Young's in career best form. You yeah. absolutely want to negotiate at the best point of leverage. This is what you're paying an agent be, for. This would be the best time to negotiate a contract for him. Yeah. Given the form he's in. Especially if he walks in with his phone just playing a loop of some of his saves on yeah. Friday night. Hmm. But, yeah. Well, well, one last question for that. If, hypothetically, Young's gone to FC Tokyo or whatever, yep. would you be okay if Theo was Raw's number one goalkeeper next year? We need to year? see him between now and the end of the season Ooh. to see where he's at. Because we haven't seen enough of him, really, since Jamie Young's been here. This this, in, this injury of his concerns me greatly. Mm. I think we need to see it on the field, yeah. wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah and look, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't be beyond, I wouldn't be beyond saying, you know what, maybe if, if the worst case would have happened, Jamie Young were to leave, I wouldn't be against you know giving Brendan White the opportunity at least at least a try. Yeah. Well, you I know. kind of hope Brendan White plays at some point in the hmm. next couple of weeks just to see what he has got. Maybe I'll, he'll play next week yeah. in the Champions League. I hope so. You never know. All right. So, uh, quick recap of the uh, fan forum. Aloisi quite clearly safe based on the comments yeah. from David Pure. Yep. Uh, they're undergoing a major 
uh, injury review, talking about the fact that they've averaged, what, eight players unavailable every week, it feels it's like. down to four this week, though. It's quite a luxury. Woo! And we'll reveal those four <laughs> yeah. in segment four. Uh, the Logan base, they appear to be on course for a mid-February move-in. Yep. Yep. So they're planning a big launch as well, yeah. which is be interesting. Yeah, with uh, certain media members, I'm sure, would love it. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be on the cards, I hope. Uh, ACL is at QSAC after other venues were discussed. Yep. Yeah. No, and the one tying yeah. thing is that, look, you know, it, actually one thing I will mention is that you think that things bad at QSAC, look at what happened, what the crowd figured last night at uh, in uh, Yangon. So. Was there a crowd figure? No, I didn't, I didn't did, if there was a crowd figure, did it have more than two digits? Uh, Probably not. No, and, that, and that's the thing is, that the, what the point I'm the point I'm making about that is that people are sort of saying, "Oh, that you know, there's going to be two thousand people show up." Blah blah. It's, have a look. That is that yeah. is Asia wide, with the exception yeah. of maybe Guangzhou. You know, with the exception of maybe Saitama. Yeah. You know that that is no, that is normal that you don't get more than three or four thousand. So I don't know what people are complaining. If we actually got if we actually get 3,000 at QSAC next Tuesday night, that's actually going to be for a game that they're expected Look, to win they, by five as getting, well. If they qualify for the group stage and they're getting 3,000, that's quite an achievement given. Yeah. It's in the middle of the Commonwealth Games potentially, which that's is playing havoc with the draw for the Champions League oh, from Brisbane's perspective as well. Uh, uh, and the last point is there is a plan in place for the W League finals and grand final, yep. should the Raw host a game, of course. Yep. We've got to just... It mm. looks good at the moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but... It's still worth yeah. mentioning a... It won't be at Suncorp, apparently, due to scheduling. Yes. And the last point for segment two, Anne Odong is leaving the women's game to work on Australia's 2023 Women's World Cup bid, confirmed by Mark Falvo from the FFA. And there's actually a bit of uh, news we're all very happy with. Yep. Our regular guest, Angela, is one of the new co-editors of the women's game. Absolutely. So Fantastic. Give the, yeah, give the side a look. And yeah. well done, Angela. Yes, give them a follow on the women's game all over social media. Yeah, I'll look good. I'll plug it because Angela's not here. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> look, yeah, congratulations, Angela. You know, Absolutely. It's uh, a, a marvellous achievement for her. But just speaking quickly about also as well the achievement for Anne Odong as well to... Um... She hasn't been on the show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they couldn't have picked a better person yeah, to promote absolutely. The, women, the women's game here in a World Cup big contest. Yeah. It's perfect. Definitely. All right, so on that note, we're going to end segment two and we'll be up... We'll be back right after this when I learn to talk. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review, segment three. It's James Scott and Adam here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. And we're going to keep going with the news because, amazingly, there's still been quite a lot to break in the last 48 hours. It's never yes. quiet, is it? Mm. Not no. at this football club. No. So we're going to go with the biggest story, I feel like, to come out of the last couple of days, which is, um, what is it, general manager? No, not general manager. Football director. Football, football director, director, that's it. Uh, Craig Moore has decided yeah. to resign, seemingly yeah. out of nowhere. Certainly out of the blue for David Pure, apparently. That was the quotes coming out He was really surprised. John Alwissi less so, but... Yeah, it's... This is a big surprise, though, you're right. Look, uh, the funny thing is that, you know, if you've been hearing sort of in the last couple of weeks of the fans, you know, it, it's funny that, you know, for those that I'm sure that were calling for his head and whatnot, it was cause of much celebration, but now what? Yeah, be careful what you wish for, because this is not the time to fire a director of football, given this is the prime recruitment and well, retention time. You need he wasn't somebody fired, to do just that. to clarify yeah, that. No, he resigned. He resigned, yeah. but this is not the time the fan, when you the want a person to leave. 
this is the time when you need that person here. To do all the to, contract negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a big shock, but it. this is just purely like yeah. my stream of consciousness in here, but it does kind of feel like it was a case of someone has had to take the blame for the misfortune this year. You know, regardless of yeah. what factors you blame it on, there's got to be some sort of fall guy, and it does seem like Craig Moore's gone, you know what? It's going to have to be me. Maybe. Oh, maybe he's got something else lined up. Who knows? We'll no, find gonna out going to go to victory sort. like everyone else. Yeah, it's... Look, the, the speculation is sort of, you know, it ends up... I'm sure it's yeah. conspiracy theories that, you know, was he... You know, was he pushed to rather than, you know, him, him resigning? You know, look, it's, it's any number of things. He's, he's going to be Bert van Marvark's assistant for the Socceroos. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're throwing out crazy conspiracy theories. I'll go with that. I thought he'd be the new Socceroos coach. Well, I'm trying to think of the right way to go go about this because yeah. there's so much we don't know. Yeah. So um, the real questions are who does the contract negotiation? Now we just talked about it last segment. That's a real. For me, it's got to be the Aloises. Yeah, but that's a lot of a lot of extra pressure on their shoulders. They've got to coach the team, prepare the team, um, scout the opposition, prepare the game plans, all that sort of stuff. And now they've got to do this on top. It's, yep. it's a lot for one person. All right, so what I'm going to go to now, the comments from the original story, which says, mm-hmm. I'd like to thank Brisbane Raw for the opportunity. My aim was to help build a stronger club. With the academy soon starting and the new training facility near completion, I feel very satisfied. I will now look at exploring new opportunities, and I wish the players and supporters success moving forward. So, yeah. very, I suppose, vanilla comments. Yeah. Just to sort of, thanks everyone, I'm out. Yeah, look, it's, all, it's almost what sounds it. It's like, you know what, well, I've done what I came to do. I'm not, I couldn't be bothered dealing with the conjecture day in, day out. I'm out of here, see ya. You know, and obviously, you know, him resigning rather than being waiting to be fired, as some people were hoping, you know, it's like, well, at least he, he walks on his own terms. You know, and look, whether, whether for whatever reason it is, we'll probably never know, or not for a while. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. But I, look, to, your point, to your point earlier, you, you're exactly right. Mm. Now what? You know, yeah. like I said, you know, it's, you don't you don't have a football director to do all this you know contract negotiation as as his role is explained before that week. and also logistics of travel management. Yeah. I'm sure there's people at the club who can look, do maybe, that. Maybe, but maybe maybe Dan Tiato steps up. You know who knows? Yeah. He was you know being the being the, the football manager. You know maybe he steps up in that in that role to sort of yeah. bridge that gap. But you know look at the he's moment. only he's, he's a, not the kit man, but he's the yeah, uh, he's, I, can't I, think he's a, part, I think he's both yeah. kit man, but no, yeah, it's somewhere in between there. Yeah, yeah. but he was but he was beneath he was beneath you know, Craig Moore and yeah. the whole thing. So look, that's uh, it's, it's got it's got to be the worst possible timing. You know what? And if if this was, you know, if you have sort of read some of his comments in uh, Marco Monteverdi's interview with him in in the uh, yeah. Courier Mail, you'd almost like to think you know, he had a bit of a you know parting swipe at the backreads for it. So saying that he wasn't getting the hmm. uh, what is it the resources he was asked yeah. for. Yeah. Well, at his press conference at his press conference this morning. Aloisi was asked about that by Marco from the Courier Mail, so we're just going to play that quote for you now. Are you getting the resources you need from, from up top? Uh, look, it's, we're always in discussions and trying to improve and trying to get better. It's been like that since I first arrived. It hasn't, uh, you know, we, we're always trying to improve and then all I can do is, uh, is do my best uh, with, with the club, with the owners, with uh, our managing director and, and work forward. And again, an Playing that with a very straight bat, Aloisi yep. there saying, 
like they're working on the way forward. Yeah. There's actually a story which has just come out in the last hour Uh-oh. from Marco. So Brisbane Royal Chairman Raheem Sok Sokka yeah. has arrived in Queensland, uh, battling to steady their ship on and off the field. Uh, just reading the story as I go, actually, I've only okay. just found it. There is no guarantee the club will hire a new football director as they seek ways to develop their operations. So, oh based on the comments from David mm. Perret last week, they see Aloisi as the head honcho. Sorry, you have to have somebody between Aloisi and, and Perret. Well, I don't under, To me, you have to have a bridge between the two. That's just me. Well, it does make me wonder if they are going... Well, I'm assuming that they probably will hire someone to... Fillmore's spot, but maybe yeah. it's not going to be the same sort of roles. It might be a case of looking. That's the thing is, is that you know, I, I know I've been bleeping on for weeks about oh, that you know we don't hire coaches, uh, we don't hire managers, we hire head coaches. It's almost evolving to sound like that. You know, John Lewis could actually be potentially the first quote manager in the A League because it sounds like if if they don't replace the football director. The, 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 those sort of roles that Craig Moore were doing are stuff that managers in Europe. Dual time, yeah. like so. Maybe this is what it's seeing. I mean, giving you know, basically John L. will see you know basically almost unfettered power, you know, within the football department. Obviously, he will he will bring people in, but he's yeah. he's the top guy. Well, just on that point, how often do we hear the Euro snob saying, "Oh, it's nothing like in Europe." Well, if this is going to be the way yes. forward, so Adam's point, David Perry already said last week that John Aloisi is yeah. the top of the football department and has. That's what I mean. Which is, is more now. Which yeah. is essentially the role that I believe, what's five, six years ago, Ange Postacoglu was offered yeah. for uh, the whole Bakri group yeah. of football teams yeah. as well. So there's clearly a desire to have that sort of person, at least in the structure of the Brisbane mm. Raw. They need to work that quickly. They can't leave it to the end of the season to sort out the structures and then way back contracts at that point. They've got to sort this out quickly. Yes, well... Also, at the foot of Marco's story, you can find it on Fox Sports and Career Mail, the Roar have received formal notification from Melbourne Victory of their interest in signing Brown for the next season, which, to me, kind of sounds like going and telling a dad that you want to ask out their daughter. Yeah. I didn't think they... They should have already done that before they'd made a formal offer anyway, but anyway. But uh, rumours that informed goalkeeper Jamie Young, another one of Brisbane's off-contract players, could leave... the Raw have been dispelled by club sources. Young yeah. is tipped to re-sign with the Raw, but 36-year-old custodian Michael Theo isn't expected to be offered a new deal. So that's what Marco's yeah. reporting as of like 5.30 said, like on the said, 17th of January. Like we said last segment, the agent's trying to get to the negotiating table. It seems like he's done that, so fair play to him. That's right. So I suppose in terms of the, uh, the Craig Moore role, it's a case mm. of watch this space. Yeah. I do agree they do need to bring yeah. in someone, even if it's, honestly, even if it's just an accountant or someone to help with the financials of the contract. Yeah. Well, I know Aloisi is, you know, yeah. I'm sure he'd be able to do something in that area, but... Just someone who's got their eyes on it all the whole time to make sure that you're not overspending in one particular area and neglecting a different yes, position on the field. exactly. So you're not spending, yeah. say, $700,000 on your goalkeepers and yeah. you're left with... You're not winding up like yeah. my fantasy A-League squad, which exactly. is just way too midfield heavy. Hey, mine's fine. <laughs> former Raw player 11 is fantastic. I haven't looked at mine for a while. I assume Mike's haven't looked at it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really should get back onto that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to keep moving on. ACL Prelim 1 recap. Uh, you guys watched that game. I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, old, I feel like it's that old Santo Sam and Egg segment. We watched it so you didn't have to. Yeah. yeah. I, I might have I th- that, that seemed to be from yeah. buying trend on yeah. um, our social media platforms. Like actually, people thanking us yeah. because I'll tell you what, that was... Um, yeah. <laughs> I watched reruns of The Nanny. 
Mm. <laughs> I've seen better no. games put that way. Yeah, so we wound up going to penalties, and it was the Filipino side, Seros Negros, who yep. progressed to QSAC yes. next Tuesday Seros night. Negros, everybody, not the other word. <laughs> Seros Negros. <laughs> It's just a name. Yeah. It's just a name. Don't have to put any connotations to it. But anyway. Yes. And I got to admit, I did not see this story getting anywhere near the traction that it was going to get. But Kwame Yeboa on the move. Yes. Reportedly on the move. Not confirmed yet. Reportedly. So he's apparently going to Celtic. I tell you what, that's actually one thing last night because we broke a couple of... Post a couple of stories, mm. but we shared stories. Shared, shared stories, other than that one. I think it's it, it's it's for a guy that only play a handful of games for the Raw. The mm. fact that you know people, I'm surprised people remember yeah. him. Yeah, but he actually, you know, he's still a, still a popular figure. So mm. you know, good good luck, good luck to him. That's crazy. So in fact, he's 23 already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he needs first team games somewhere. I think that's the point of this move he's looking to make. I'm not sure he'll get it at Celtic, but he yeah. definitely needs first team games. Yeah. It, it's just all well, the Tony Ebola connection, I suppose. Oh, yes, yep. Like that to me, <laughs> can't. Anyone with Ebola in the UK is going to be fondly remembered, I think. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, FFA Might Cup. Jamie McLaren over in Scotland, too. Yes, that's right. Good. You had a very good yeah. story for a paper over in Scotland, yes. I believe. They got in contact earlier in the week, asked for information on Jamie's time here, and yeah. And I had one as well for uh, 2.1. So, Adam, when are you writing something? Yeah, come oh. on, Adam. <laughs> no, no when, I, when I get to Dubai, probably. Yeah. Combine the two, it'll be fine. <laughs> All right, so FFA Cup Round 1 draw was supposed to be today. That's yeah. um, postponed. postponed. But we have received word that apparently the NPL Queensland draw will be out in about half an hour. Yeah, so, so when you're listening to this, it'll be out. Which is excellent, yeah. finally. It's only two and a half weeks before the season. Yeah, well, plenty of time. Better late than never. Yeah. All right, so uh, we've got a couple of polls coming up Ooh. for this week, which I've got up on the computer, which is what I was trying to get you guys to stall for, by the oh, way. Good. Oh. So the first one is, uh, given the club's assertion that there will be no coaching change in its current league position, which competition should be the team's immediate priority? A league or Champions League? Fifty-seven percent of the hundred and sixty votes have gone for the Asian Champions League. Oh, well, I agree with them. It's it's the competition where we can make an impact, I think. I don't think we can make the A-League finals, but I think in the Champions League, if you get through the, to the group stage, you never know what can happen. Well, Michael Clark says, considering the... Not the cricketer, right? No, I no. think this guy can spell properly, so that's definitely not the cricketer. <laughs> All right, so considering the power state of the club's finances, the ACL campaign, short though it will be, in his opinion, will be an unwanted drain on limited cash, can't afford players or coaches, and the ACL campaign will just make things worse. Yeah, I get where he's coming from there, yeah. but hopefully there isn't a prohibitive stadium deal with Suncorp, which sort of gets in the way of that. It's also an opportunity to focus on something else. I mean, you can start with a clean slate in the Champions League, really. Yeah. Look, I take Michael's point on board now. I think, yeah. Like, but then again, David Poirot came out in the forum quite clearly and said, you know what, it's, Champions League's not about making money. It's about opportunity. It's about you know. Not in the get, early stages, not anyway. Oh, it's, about, definitely, yeah. it's definitely not. But but even, but even in the group stages, it's about experience. About you know playing you know the the confederations, you know highest club competition. You know, and the, and the exposure comes with mm-hmm. it. So, and um, like in, like with a lot of things, it's not all about dollars and cents. But you know what? But I, I have been a big um, critic in the past, saying you know what? What's the point when you know, you bleed you know mm-hmm. half a million to a million dollars? And that and that's now I think a lot of fans share that. But um, look at the end of the day, 
the opportunity is there. Uh, we more than likely we won't be there next yeah, year. Yeah, that's the point I was about so to make. So we may, may as well go for it and make the best yeah. of it. I honestly believe that January 29 is probably for this, this this squad. I think it's their grand final because I think they beat Tianjin. I think at least then yeah, that would be an accomplishment. Yeah. I agree with Adam, by the way. If you're not, you're probably not going to be in it next year unless you win the grand final at this point in terms of league positioning. So go for it while you're in it. Why not? Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, and yeah. This could be a chance for some of these players to give themselves uh, an opportunity yeah. to showcase what they can do. Like, I go back to the guys who are in the prime of their careers, like Jack King yeah. and Corey Brown and whatnot, and go, you know what? Like, Even some of the young sure, guys, yeah. last year was that, this was this competition, Dan Ingham, Joey Coletti, Nick D'Agostino, this is where they got their chance. Exactly, and as much as we would love for them to stay with the raw, a lot of those yeah. younger players... If you get a chance to showcase yourself, why not give it a yeah. go? Especially, especially in Asia, especially yeah. in Asia, because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, yeah. if you can, if you saw, it worked, it worked for Dimi Petratos. It it literally took Daningham from an unheralded, converted winger to a fully fledged international within a couple of months. So there we go. It, I anything can happen. I honestly feel like this is a fantastic opportunity to actually, well, sit on the yeah. fence for me because oh. I feel like you can say, all right, let's get. Let's go for the Champions League because why yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, as you guys say, there's nothing really to lose and there's not going to be a Champions League campaign to worry about next year when you can just focus on doing the, not doing the double. Not as a miraculous turnaround. And knocking Sydney off their freaking perch. As it, okay, the case Fergie, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then with the A-League, you've got this fantastic opportunity to showcase a lot of your youngsters then. Yeah. You get the guys like D'Agostino who could use game time. You get the guys yeah. like... Shannon Brady needs games badly. Yes, yep. exactly. You get those guys and you say, you know what? Let's just roll the dice with the young guys in the A-League and if they somehow get the club up to fifth or sixth, you know... Give them the finals campaign too. And I know we say this every week, but fifth and sixth is certainly not out of range. You get a good run of results over two to three weeks and you're right back in it. Save it for segment four. Yeah, well... <laughs> well, it's segment three, right? Yes. Save it for segment four. All right. So that's the big point I just wanted to make there. Where that's yeah. that to me is that to me is the way forward, and I think we're going to probably get onto that a little bit more in next week's episode. I'm just seeing how long we've been running here. Let's call it up right now and get onto the preview. All right, all right, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Back to the Brisbane Football Review segment for us. James Scott and Adam here on a Wednesday night. Looking forward to tomorrow's game against Perth Glory. So just cover this a little bit quickly. But before we do that, the regular plugs. And it's my turn, I believe. So facebook.com Raw Review. Twitter at Raw Review. Brisbane Football Review at gmail.com for our email. And podcast. podcast is on Wooshka and iTunes as part of the Daily Football Show Fan Network. Uh, feel free to leave a rating on iTunes as well because... Well, I need to know that somebody loves me. And, yeah. that everything? Back. What about your... What you'll be doing after the... Game? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we okay. really don't rehearse oh. this, do we? <laughs> no. Clearly well, not. This is, yeah. yeah, so I try to do something nice and actually just uh, give, do the plug, save you guys yep. the stress this week. And now I get all of this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fan camps, Wally Lewis statue on the Northern Plaza just after full time. Come and have a chat. Uh, we had a question at the fan forum about uh, 
what we cut out. And the honest answer is, if you come and speak to us, you will get, uh, in, yeah. you will get featured in the video. Yeah, you so. don't cut anything, really, do you? No. Just we do um, bleep out any obscenities, but yeah, and that's it. And anything that's um, illegal, but yeah. yeah. Well, I do cut. Well, try and get it down to under five minutes. But if it's a good one, then we let it run long. Yeah. So, yes, come join us at Wally Lewis Statue. And do we have to talk about this game? I was going to say, including you Perth fans. Yes. Come on down. Far Post Perth, if yep. you're listening, and you've decided to make the January trip to lovely Brisbane at the moment, come on down. All right, so it's all time. Brisbane uh, played 39, won 20, lost 10, drawn 9. In Brisbane, played 21, 12, lost 4, drawn 4, including a grand final, which was quite memorable. Yes, yeah. it was a penalty. Yes, it was. Just <laughs> ask Liam Miller. Liam Miller admitted to a penalty. That's good enough for me. It is the second meeting between the clubs this season, which was one of those losses. Four weeks ago on that Thursday before Christmas. Oh, that was a thanks, fun night. Thanks to a late run from Castro and Keogh. Yes. Although we should also point out that should have very easily been 2-0 to the raw at that point. Mm. How did a uh, trigger-happy linesman not raised his flag? Mm. Not for the first time. Actually, no, that was the first time, wasn't it? Uh, no, there was something else earlier, I That's all oh, the Wellington game before that had it as well. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, it, I'm calling this the which coach is in more danger derby because Kenny Lowe is looking like he's really starting to lose his grip. And by the way, the answer is whoever doesn't win tomorrow is in more <laughs> trouble. <laughs> well, it's a draw, both yeah. of them. Yeah. No, I think, well, I think they'd be quite happy with a draw, actually. Well, probably not actually given finals contention. but Well, Perth at least responded to Kenny Lowe's thing at training. Like spray at training. What a spray that was, by the way. That was great. <laughs> the one thing I suppose, if you're going to work in uh, John Aloisi's favour, is the fact that there seem to be a lot of people. Well, the players yeah. still seem to be very much behind him, and you know, a motivated squad trying to prove something yeah. to their coach definitely worth noting. Yeah. Yeah, we've been to training a few times over the last couple of weeks. They're definitely a together group. You can say that. It does, maybe that wasn't the case in Perth, which led to that outburst from Kenny Lowe last week. And similar to what you said in the first segment, Adam, is the effort is still well and truly there. The execution is just letting them down at the moment. Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. And that's, um, look, at the end of the day, if looking from the outside looking in, of the two sides I'd rather be supporting at the moment, I still would side with Brisbane because yeah. I think Perth, their results are not are a lot worse than the Raw's without without reward, you know. And look, that was a decent performance um, guy met against Victory, yeah. but I still think they're still a bit behind. So this is going to be a very intriguing game as far as you know about who comes out of this and you know what could be the repercussions. And, and for once this year, by the way, James, the Raw will face a team more depleted than they are. Mm. Yes, because Brisbane have got a lot of their players back, which you'll get to in a minute, obviously. But Perth have got four players out from the team that played against Victory that, that would be, on Saturday night. I did actually see, yeah. I believe it was far post Perth joking yeah. that they may not be able to field the team to yeah. fly over. So it's a good thing they've got the youth league <laughs> Friday yeah. morning because yeah. you can just get some of those kids yeah. to back up. They run around all over the place. Yeah, no, Alex Grant, Mitch Nichols, um, Andreu, oh, and Adam Taggart yeah. are all out. And I even did hear that uh, Xavi Torres and Diego Castro were in doubt, but they have been named in the squad, so I'd expect them to at least fly over. I did not pay that close yeah. attention to Perth's squad release. Yeah. They've been training at Lions this week too, by the way, Perth. Oh, okay. They've been here since the Melbourne trip. They didn't go home. Oh, anyway, go ahead with the squad. I was oh. going to say, I haven't looked at the Perth uh, squad that quickly. Does that include... Uh, two players to be admit, omitted. I didn't even look at it either. I think I read. Okay, so you would assume <laughs> that at least one of them is going to make the bench for that day mm. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just actually looking up Perth's results because I saw something very interesting at work today about the 
fact well, about the number of goals. Well, while, you, while you're doing that, let's Thank discuss, you. You let's discuss <laughs> the uh, yep. yins for the Raw. Uh, Brett Holman, Corey Gamero, Corey Brown, Daniel Bowles, and Mitch Oxborough in and out is Jacob Pepper, Shannon Brady, and Adam Sawyer with two to be omitted from the match. From the, uh, match day. I do wonder if a couple of those omitted we'll see on Tuesday night in the Champions League. But it'd be good. To, it'd be interesting to see will Brett Holman start. It doesn't be very interesting to see if he does start or if he comes back off the bench. It would be very interesting. Okay, so, so the stat you know, that I was looking back. Yep. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so since Perth beat the Raw two-one at Suncourt, yep. they have lost four straight games, scored two goals, and conceded fourteen. So if there was ever a game for the Raw to break their goal-scoring drought, yeah. this is it. So it could be a nil-all thriller. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, please don't be a nil-all thriller. Whatever happens. Look, and that's what I think that's what we've actually got hope going in because it, it could be another sort of you know six seven thousand crowd. And look, I, I hope that both teams you know show the desperation to go for yeah. it. I think I don't think there's any point for either side to go. Oh, you know what? We'll play for yeah. a draw. Well, I think you know what. But there's, yeah. there's two. There's two. Sorry. There's two fan bases out there that are screaming yeah. for a reaction. Yeah. I think the best way to do it is, you know, is yeah. to, to, to lay it on. And I hope that you know, those who yeah. are going tomorrow night actually get free to a decent game of football. Just to go back to the Newcastle game briefly, we didn't talk about this. The Raw did start the game quite well in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Very, a lot of desperation. And when the goal went in, there was a noticeable drop-off. But they did start the game with the right intent. Yeah. So well, the desperation was there for the Raw. Well, the question becomes then, how important is it for the Raw to score first here? Oh, it's important think, for both teams to score first. Given the like game this winner. is the Brisbane football review, yeah. so we're going to talk about the Raw. Yeah. Well, the Raw, given the Raw haven't scored a goal this year, it's very important to score first, I think, for them. I actually think, I think that, that could be the game right there, yeah. whoever scores first. So I think It might only be one goal in the game, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. So, that yeah, and obviously Perth are mm. having a bit of a hard time of it at the moment. They did look good against victory, but that was, I believe, in Perth, so... No, it was in Melbourne. It was? Yeah, it was in Melbourne. Oh, shows how At much a very wet, rainy week. Amy Park. Ah, uh, okay. Never yeah. mind me. I'll edit that out. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the show he does edit it. Doesn't edit <laughs> fan cams yet. It's this to make himself look good. I haven't got time to edit it. I've got to go for a run yeah. after this. So, changes from last week. Big question is, Daniel Leck, do you stick with him? Personally, yes. Will Aloisi do it? Maybe, maybe not, because I get Franich's back fit. Yeah. And he is viewed as, I think, the first choice on that right wing at the moment. Yep. So I think that, I think we might see a full tilt, best, best, strongest, most experienced 11 here. Well, back to For better so or you've worse. got Jamie Young in, in goals, obviously. Yep, yep. Hinging at right back. Yep. Devere and Papadopoulos in centre back with yep. Brown at left back. And then yes. I'd say Christensen, Mackay and Holman. Yep. No, Holman's uh, coming off the bench. Is he? That was announced in Marco's Then Christensen, well. Mackay and Ben Calfala. Yep. Franich, Botiak and Macaroni. There we go. I think that's going to be the 11, the that's, most experienced that's team available. That's as strong as you'll get for yeah. a Raw season. You can criticise it and say it's too old oh. and all the rest of it, but that's the way John Aloisi mm-hmm. is going to take this game, I think. Yeah. With the most experience he has available, he'll want to win. And also with the fact... I've seen a few complaints about this being the uh, another Thursday night yeah. game. Or I believe this was actually done, possibly yeah. at the request of the Raw. I'd say so because they've got because this then gives them the maximum yeah. turnover time between. Yeah, and just on yeah. that as well, I mean, because we didn't talk about with last time with the Champions League, someone's going to have to drop out of that squad in the visa players as well. So yes. that's very interesting. So I'm not saying you're going to get a hint this week as to who would get left out, but. So one of those four guys is going to be available for the A-League only. So. 
Yes, that's right. So let's get on to predictions because uh, I think we've been talking long enough. I want you guys out of my house. <laughs> it only took a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with Adam. I think Brisbane Raw 3, Perth Glory 1. All right. And I'm going to follow it up with saying a 1-1 draw. Well, I really don't want to make a prediction this week. I just want to issue a challenge. But if they played nine home games and won one, can we have some entertainment at Suncorp, please? They've only been seven home goals this year. So I'll put you down for a 4-2 win? I'll say 1-0 to Brisbane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, have to, I actually forgot to I'm going out. away from one all. so now you know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, but I'll stick with 1-0 to Brisbane. Well, we fingers crossed that it actually goes yeah. well then. Because... As as we keep saying, like we just need something yeah. to go right. I, I I honestly don't care what at the moment. I just <laughs> well, you want to win the coin toss? That's got something going, all right? It'll do. <laughs> It'll do. Well, uh, I, uh, for me, I would be very interested to see that what happens if the Raw can get out to a two goal lead. Because obviously, yeah. we've seen them struggle to close out games when it's been a one goal lead. Mm-hmm. But if they can get out two nil, approaching 60, 65th minute mark. Yeah, I think that's where you're going to really see what this team It'll is made also of. See what happens with Perth as well as an adverse reaction. Yes, exactly. Mm. I, I think it would be great if it turned into a six-nil uh, win like Sydney FC did, but that might be a little bit optimistic. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Adam Scott, thank you. Yeah, see you again, James. Adam. Yep. See you tomorrow night. Yes, yes, that's right. Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll be back next week to talk some more. <laughs>